Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 191. I have a fun topic for you today. We're going to talk about the idea of winning later is more important than winning right now. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And again, make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to support the podcast and save an additional 20%. goes a long way towards keeping the wheels turning. So also, let's think about becoming a patron. If you're in a position where you can help us, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. We're talking about $5, 10 or $20 a month. Coach Don and I have set the goal. We would like to add at least 10 more patrons. I think if that happens, uh, we are going to be in the black again in a position where this podcast can be self-supporting for at least a little bit again. And maybe we can do some new things too right. if we have that flexibility. Right. So if you see value in what we're doing and you want to be able to help us continue to keep doing it, make sure you become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, as we're sitting here right now, we're uh, watching super regional college softball and uh, heading into the uh, Women's College World Series. And one of the things that uh, I think is an important thing for us to talk about from a coaching perspective is why it is and if it is more important to focus on winning later versus winning right now. And we see it all the time where we'll talk about teams that peaked at the right time or teams that peaked too early. You know, they, they plateaued and then, you know, at the end of the season going down the stretch, maybe they didn't play their very best softball. And I think obviously one of the things that uh, we're always hoping for is that at the end of the year when the games are the most important is that we'll be playing really good softball and have a chance to win our state championship or our national championship or our World Series or whatever it is that's the culmination of our, of our season. But so the idea of winning later is more important than winning now. No, I think that's a great point, Tori. And again, if we don't take the time early in the season to figure out what our strongest lineup is even if that means that we might be vulnerable to losing a few games then uh, we might not be as good or the best team that we can be at the end of the year right well and i think that there's several ways and places that we as coaches have an impact on this and one you you just mentioned is the idea of flexibility within our lineup experimenting with our lineup trying to figure out the combinations of players that fit together the best to make our team the best it possibly can be and a lot of times, you know, when you look at it, and one of the reasons that uh, I think uh, how teams are constructed now can be problematic is a lot of teams now are constructed with the promise of, well, you're going to be the shortstop. Absolutely. And somebody else is going to be the number one pitcher, and somebody else is going to be the center fielder. And so we're so locked into those promises that we don't spend enough time or even venture into the area of what might be a better combination, what might work better for us for the long haul. And to me, I think that's one of the issues worth considering 
a little competition to me and a little internal competition to me is a really good thing for helping us figure out what our best team That's is. That's not comfortable for everybody though, Tori. Yeah. But the un- uncomfortable part is where I think we really grow. That's some. how you grow. Yeah. yeah. And so the first thing is, you know, that uh, ability to um, manipulate your lineup, to work on different combinations, to try different things. You know, I've had a couple of different times during the course of my life where injury or illness or something has created an opportunity and all of a sudden you end up with a much better team because of that adversity because center fielder was really your best best shortstop or your 13th kid on the on the roster was really your best catcher or whatever it is you know the the team i talk about all the time that was by far the best team i ever had with the five kids that all thought they were catchers in the starting lineup well that took a you know a long time to develop because obviously they all wanted to be the catcher. And so as it sorted itself out, well, right now you're the number three catcher, but I think you could be the right fielder. Hmm. Okay. I guess right field's better than sitting in the dugout or right. catching another bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you might you might be the fourth best catcher. How do you think about right field? Well, right field would be better than sitting on the bench. All right, I'll I'll work on right. I still want to catch though, you know. I said I understand, but number one right field's yeah. better than number yeah. four. Right, and yeah. and so you know that that evolution created a really good team. But I think that's something that's missing for a lot of our coaches is that you know, we don't you know, we don't experiment with that enough, and so we end up not uh, maybe tapping into some not quite as obvious opportunities to to create better teams. The other thing that I think is a big trap that we all fall into is the way we schedule and the types of events that we play in. One of the things that we're seeing right now in the college game is several of the teams that made a gigantic effort to play as tough a schedule as they possibly could, that really challenged their teams early, that you know that went on the road and played other powerhouse teams, are hanging around and doing great here down the home stretch and you know going to be playing in the Women's College World Series versus some other teams that had really gaudy records that won a lot of games early, but maybe didn't challenge themselves quite as much. Maybe didn't play quite as many. They weren't as tested. Yeah, competitive team. That's another one of those, well, winning now gets us a better record, might get us a little further up in the polls, might have people talking about us a little bit more. But is that winning now versus, you know, being battle-tested, maybe losing some games early to learn some things, uh, you know, losing some games because we experimented with our pitching rotation versus, you know, the same girl pitches every game kind of thing. So I think there's a lot of areas in here where we have to challenge ourselves to start to think about the bigger picture. And so depending upon the team that you're coaching, depending upon what your level of competition is and what your target is, for almost all of us, we know the end of the season is somehow the biggest event on the calendar, whether it's the nationals in the travel ball world, the state championship in the high school world, national championship or conference championship in the, in the college world. And so making sure that we're starting to think more and more about how valuable it is, how important it is to be ready to win then. And if that means we don't win quite as much early on in the year, that that's a pretty good trade-off. Well, Tori, I know if you asked me if I wanted to win the first game or the last game of the season, it's a no-brainer, right? Right. But being able to get there to win that last game of the season might take some sacrifice, just like you said. And you mentioned a couple of things that really hit me solid. We've got a situation where we've promised a shortstop, a shortstop position. That doesn't mean that you know she can't let someone else apprentice there or try there or experiment there. But also, too, we've got groups right now that are part of organizations that are expected to win every day. Right. They're expected to win on day one. They're expected to win through the season. They're expected to win at the end. And 
as a coach, that doesn't really give you the flexibility to do some of those things if we're expected to win every game, every day, every weekend. And at the end of the day, we're not going to be the strongest team that we could be if we're not going to give ourselves that flexibility to maybe lose a few games or, or create some diversity in, in our kids' uh, ability to bounce back after a, a loss, whether it was a created loss by us and our choices or, or you know by design or just playing against teams like you said when we pick stronger tournaments and tougher competition early in the year. Right. Well, and I, I think the never-ending balancing act is uh, trying to uh, figure out how important winning now is. And for, in different situations, winning now st- does seem really important. You know, you, you mentioned the being a part of an organization that expects, you know, teams to be and I'm a winning new, tournaments. I'm a new coach there. Winning tournaments yeah. every weekend and playing in the championship. And if you're not winning, you know, winning all the time, you know, you're under scrutiny for that. The same is true in, in some situations in the college world. For some, you know, schools, you know, their record is important if they want to get selected for the NCAA tournament. And losing games early in the year can really hurt them for selection. So if they if they are not in a position where they you know, can count on winning their conference and, and getting an automatic bid, you know, so you always have that balancing act of, well, we need to make sure we win. We have to make sure we don't lose to the wrong teams, those kinds of things, you know, so whether it's the travel ball world or the, the college world, there's some situations where I think coaches really do get leveraged into that. But I, I think it all still comes back to, you know, and, and you made it the most important point we've talked about so far today. Do I want to win the last game or the first game? You know, if the last game is going to be the, pinnacle of our season obviously being the best team we can the best version of ourselves that we can be then is important important. it's the it's the most important thing now how do we do that as coaches how do we plan to make that happen you know i mean a lot of us would say or would like to think well we can win all the time you know we can win all year long and then still be really good at the end of the year and that might be true in some rare situations but I think every team has peaks and valleys. I don't care how great you are. You know, there's going to be stretches where you don't play quite as well. Now, sometimes those stretches, you're still able to win, but you know you're not playing your very best softball. I guess that's probably the best best case scenario that when you have some of those valleys that you're still talented enough and, and strong enough that you still get you know more wins than losses. But I think we have to have a, a plan from a coaching perspective. We have to look at, what our goal is at the end of the year, and if our goal is to be contending for a national championship or a state championship in the high school ranks, that it means we've got to be able to do these things and do these things well and count on being able to do these things every every chance that we need to do them. Putting your plan together, putting your schedule together, putting your practices together with those goals in mind, I think is the first thing that we have to be doing. And if we start with that premise, then I think we're going to be in a better position to, to hopefully fulfill those goals. For the travel ball groups, having that as part of your onboard conversation with you know parents and prospective players that you're going to pick for your team, I think is critical too, because what a joy as a coach it would be to know that everybody's got your back or they're, they're on board with you know our approach to the season and how we're going to try and get to where we want to be at the end of the year right. um, comfortably. When you mentioned the high school, it's I started thinking and what a joy that would be because parents really don't have any input there. Right. You've been, you've been picked for the high school team. And, uh, again, to not play shortstop is not really your choice. There, right. You know? Well, one thing that we're seeing more and more, and I think everybody can pretty much estimate my, my response to this 
is even in the school ball settings now, even in the college settings, you know, the college game has changed so drastically now with the transfer portal that, you know, coaches are walking on eggshells all the time trying to figure out, how, you know, what, what do I have to do to make sure I can keep this player on my team next year? I was going to say, we're in an area here, too, where school of choice and stuff is a little more readily available right. than well, some smaller areas We live in such a crazy world that I see people selling their houses and moving <laughs> to new districts because their kid's unhappy on their high school team. We I, laugh about it, but I know... I sure hope there's not a good shortstop wherever you move. Off the top of my head, I can tell you three families that I know that sold their houses and moved. Because yeah. of school ball. So we know that kind of stuff is going on all the time. And so the, the reality of it is, you know, the places anymore where a coach can just have the carte blanche of doing whatever they think is best for the team without having to think about what it means for keeping players, keeping players happy is, is what part are of we, the... What are we doing, Tori? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, I read this the other day and I thought, I thought it was really true that, and I didn't want us to get into a transfer portal uh, rant today, but that one of the things that we're seeing now is... You know, the, the kids who used to be that work really hard senior that finally as their, as their careers ra- wrapping up would, you know, work their way in and work, earned, work so hard and earn, yeah. earn a chance to play some as a senior, that now those kids aren't getting those opportunities because the coaches are so worried about the star freshman and the star sophomore getting mad and transferring right. that the seniors who are going to be done anyhow, we don't care about what they think. Back to our idea of what it takes to build a team and to make sure that you're playing the best that you can at the end of the year. Think about your schedule. I think that's something that all of us as coaches have to be paying attention to. We have to be challenging our team, and if it means that we lose some, we lose some. We've got to be experimenting with the lineup. We've got to always be looking at different combinations, different options, not even just because it's good for the overall development of the team, but because we've got to have our bases covered if somebody gets hurt, if somebody gets sick, if something happens and we need to do something different. You know, We don't want the semifinals of the national championship to be the first time that somebody plays shortstop because our shortstop got hurt in the last game and now we've got to figure out a way to fake our or, way through or it because they yeah because they were too upset to let someone else do it through the year right, right. so you know the schedule is one the uh, you know experimenting with the lineup you know i think you touched on something down making sure that we're you know communicating effectively so that everybody knows what our target is so that we can all stay on the same page and not have you know, somebody quitting the team in a huff. I want to see how mom and dad react yeah. when they're not starting yeah, shortstop. You know, qu- quitting yeah. a team in a huff on the third or fourth tournament of the year because, well, you said she was going to be the shortstop and she didn't play shortstop for an inning. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, <laughs> but, how could you? Yeah. But the, the whole thing is, you know, for, for all of us from on the coaching side, if our goal is to win the last game of the year, to win a national championship, to win a state championship, to win a conference championship, whatever it is, it's your realistic goal for the year. We've got to start to think about winning later is really more important. And if that means that we try some things, experiment with some things, shake things up a little bit periodically, there's nothing wrong with that. And especially because in a lot of the situations we're talking about, you don't have enough practices to be able to say, I know for sure who my nine best players are. Right. Right. I was going to say, we had that advantage at right. the college level because we could do it all week long. Yeah. When, yeah. When, when I was coaching at the college level, that was the talk I would have over and over with players that were unhappy about their playing time. Will you put me in a game and I'll show you what I can do? And like, well, sweetheart, I watch you every day. Right. And I see you practice every day and you're not better than her. Well, you just give me a, uh, you want a chance, you'll have to earn it. And when you're practicing every day, you can do that. When you've put your team together because you promised a kid that they were going to get to be the shortstop because that was the only way you could get her on your team, 
you can't have that same conversation with her because you're practicing three times for the whole summer. And in those three practices, you just yeah. can't tell that somebody else is a better player. So And justify um, it. And yeah. justify it. So yeah. the whole idea of winning at the end of the year is what we want to be aiming for, peaking at the right time. You know, the teams that, that are playing great at the end of the year, it's shocking how many of them always seem to be the same teams. And I think it's because those coaches go into it with a plan. They have some experience. They have some ideas about what it takes to be ready at the end of the year. And they do a really good job of preparing their team for it. So... Coaches, that's your goal now. Make sure you're thinking about the end of the year more than the current weekend, and make sure that we're thinking about the bigger picture of how am I going to have the best team I can possibly have going down the stretch so that when we're playing for that national championship, I feel confident for it. Good topic, Tori. Love it. All right, so that's going to wrap up number 191. Please make sure you support Anderson Bat and patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Become a patron if you can. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website or your Square Cuts training discs there. Check out the YouTube channel our list of blog posts, and uh, obviously, you know, tons of information. Make sure you reach out to us with ideas, questions, comments, suggestions at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.